Check one, two, three. My friend, it is very difficult sometimes to convey to people what it is you're trying to say and have them grasp it, especially when you are a freak. When you are the only individual on the planet who apparently thinks like you do. And I recognize that I am that person and one of many people. I want you to listen to me and I want you to be able to tell what is changing in the world, whatever the, whatever, whatever the, the platform is, your family, your job, the industry, the country. I was listening over the weekend to a series of Vietnam, you know, LERPs uh, versus LARPs and how the forward observers and the people in particular had to notice what was different. Like they noticed, you've got to know what's changing. Sometimes they'd go into a village and they'd say, wait a minute, nobody's here. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. They left, there's stuff being cooked. Uh-oh, and they realized the NVA was nearby or something. They ha- You have to know what is changing. You just can't read news stories and keep regurgitating them. What's changing? Where is the country and the people, where are they transmogrifying? How does this thing work? What's new? It's If, if you don't see that, you're wasting your time. And when I tell people this, oftentimes some people will say, oh, there you go again. You're just hearkening back to some time that doesn't exist. Let me give you an example. Today, I have coming out at about 3 p.m., one of my great, I'm sorry, newsletters. It's a beaut. And it gives you a kind of, it's a compilation of social media observations and thoughts and little bits and ideas and amuse bushes and all this stuff. And there was a scene that I that I wanted you because I was watching the... Um, not watching, I was watching some of the highlights from, I guess, the big movie was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I didn't see it, but I'm sure it was just great. Most people I know hadn't even heard of it. Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to say like, well, because I didn't hear of it, it must not have been any good. I'm not saying that. But I, and I quoted it this morning on my, on, my, on my Twitter. It was a scene from 1979. When Laurence Olivier receives the tribute or whatever it was, this special Oscar, Cary Grant, let me just say this again, Cary Grant introduces him. It's, it's, it's like being someplace and seeing, you know, James Madison and George Washington to see the founding fathers. But not only were they great in terms of their, you know, their acting or whatever it was. Because there's sometimes, very frankly, some... There are some aspects of, of um, some things that Olivier did that 
I, I never thought was really as great as people thought they were. There were other things he did that were really important. Marathon Man was the most important. He said that, and he was very, very ill at the time. He was trying to make as many movies as, at the end for his family. He was trying just basically to make bucks, make some coin, as the kids say. And and what he did was he 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 would just become you know sell this 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 guy's so. And Dustin Hoffman, it was during the Studio Fifty Four days. He would like do come in for the famous is it safe scene, and he hadn't slept. And he says, "My boy, why don't you act? <laughs> why are you, why are you not sleeping? Because American acting had, of course, you know, we live right over there was the actors' workshop, and you know, uh, there was, um, you know, the the Stella Adler, and those are the people, and." And he never understood. He said, "What are you doing?" And the Americans would say, "No, I've got to feel. I've got to. I've got to know this. I've got to. You know, Stanford. You know, Meisner. Uh, these 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 acting techniques. Uh, the the the. How do I say this? You know, the Lee Strasberg. By the way, there was a great joke one time. They were doing a. They were doing a. A, a roast for Don Adams, and Don Adams said, "Yeah, I'm uh, studying with Lee." Says, "Ooh, Strasburg? No, Majors." Anyway, and the the British school says, "Well, if you're going to be a king, you, you've never been a king before. There's nothing to relate to. Become be a king. Just do it. What are you talking about? Why must you suffer and feel in any event?" So this is this is. Larry Olivier. Listen to the speech. Watch John Voight at the end. And you're just panning through the audience. This was this was Warren Beatty when he was with it. When he was shampoo Warren Beatty. When he was the wild man. Uh, when he... Just, just look at the... Uh, of this, uh, Jane Fonda and... Uh, when they were at their, at their, their peak... This this Hollywood, Johnny Carson with a white white uh, white tie, tails was beautiful, elegant. Listen to Olivier speak. Nobody speaks like this. And now you've got Hugh Grant. I don't know if he's an Etonian or if he's an Oxford Cambridge. He's he's one of one of the biggies, and he shows a boorishness, which was different than anything like before. There's no David Niven. The idea of people, Noel Coward, this means nothing. Christopher Hitchens, who? Bill Buckley, Plimpton, Gore Vidal, who? Who today? Who is it? It's it's just, it's meaningless. It's lost. It's not there. I'm telling you. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. And I see this, and I'm noticing it. And you can and you can say, well, it's and it's not the Oscars per se. It's just everything. People don't also they don't understand that the medium is changing, and the media. I just read something.
There we go. There we go. Do you see what's happening? Do you see what's happening here? I hope you do. Everything is changing. Now, what's even more important is that politically, culturally, artistically, in terms of music, in terms of everything, you have to recognize this very, very simple thing. And no matter what it is, no matter what the the the, the area is, whether it's the Silicon Valley Bank, whether it's bailouts, everything is changing drastically. And nobody is talking about where things are going. They're talking about, they're reacting piecemeal, bit by bit by bit by bit. You either understand what I'm saying or you don't. And I have no time for this. Let's respond to each thing like a little cat chasing a pen light or chasing something. It's incredible. We are losing our language. We are losing. I'm saying keep, add on to whatever we're doing, but don't lose something. Don't lose the ability to speak. I can't explain to you where movies are going or film. That doesn't matter. I, I, I would never be as presumptuous uh, or, or so presumptuous as to say, well, this is not where we're doing it. But let me just explain something. You will never be able to, ex- to, to extricate politics and social um, issues from film. Never. You will never be able to do that. That's been like that since day one. Since Frank Capra, since D.W. Griffith, since you name it. Not everything. This is, this is not a, 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 a new phenomenon. There's always going to be this. Look at what's being injected. And it's a matter of trying to make things, both trying to reflect society and change society. Can you tell the difference? When Bob Carroll, Ted, and Alice came out in the 60s or 70s, carnal knowledge, oh my God. People went crazy. Deep Throat. Deep Throat was almost like a comedy. These were moments in our culture where film in particular, along with music, along with comedy, along with everything, this is where people really broke out of the 50s. Remember, the 50s was beats, you know, and then hippiedom came later on, and then this free love and whatever it was. There's always been. Easy Rider is one of the worst movies it's the, it, it is so nothing by today's standards, but at the time it was, it was shape shifting. It's the most incredible thing anybody's ever seen. It, it changed everything. I'm telling you, one of the most important events ever was Rocky Horror event films where you would go every week to see something and participatory. Nobody did that before. Completely different. Look what's happening right now in terms of entertainment with, well, you don't know this, but in terms of Broadway. Oh my gosh. So I want you to pay attention to what's going on here. Don't necessarily react. If you're interested at all in the in the uh, SVB notion, if you, if, if, if this story is still especially with a lot of the... you got to ask yourself, why are certain people saying certain things? Why are people advocating bailouts? 
do can they themselves benefit from bailouts? Does that make any sense to you? Ask yourself this question. What has changed? Always question, why is he saying this? What does he what is the what is this how do I say this? What is the angle here? Podcasting, and I'm going to say something, podcasting is going to hit critical mass if it already has it. I am noticing an absolute, just a, 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 an explosion, an overkill of people, and I appreciate this, but we saw this, but there's just too many. They're not very interesting. They're not very good. There are people who believe that they can do no wrong because, and they look at the metrics and go, it's all that counts, and fine, you're right about that. But in terms of the quality, it's boring. Because there are people who are not, there are people who are not really that, there's, there's, there's nothing that deep or interesting. They're merely reacting. Anybody can react to news. It's different to be able to analyze it. It's a little bit different. That's all I'm saying to you. But we're seeing right now in podcasting what we saw in the 80s with comedy. In the 80s, when people like Bud Friedman, Evening at the Improv, and then all of these comedy shows that opened up, these clubs that opened up all over the country, ha-has and hee-hees and titters and <clears throat> giggles and laugh and yuck-yucks and all this stuff. It, there was this mass, huge television, Byron Allen, which anyway, they would put all of these conglomerations of, of, of comedy, short, bloopers and whatever it was, very easy to do, but it was overkill, and it destroyed. It destroyed, because people would say, hey, I'm kind of quirky. I can do comedy, eh, whatever. And comedy is something which is unregulated. By the way, you've got to say something about film, and you've got to say something about comedy and, and, and Broadway and theater and the like. Sports is one thing. Sports is about metrics. Sports is how many points you put in the board, and did you win, and that sort of thing, and that's fine. When it comes to the idea of uh, a if if a if a comic is funny or if it's uh, if he's you know um, how do I say this if he's topical or or atypical whatever it is that's so subjective who knows with that so I I I can't tell you that is completely up to you to figure out how that works because uh, it's and, and and I will never tell you, well, I think this is good and that's good. It's not up to me to decide what's good and what's not good. It doesn't work that way. All I can do is tell you, this is what I'm noticing in terms of the changing. Okay, quickly, let's talk about something. This is a chance if you go to preparewithlionel.com, preparewithlionel.com, months of free food, excuse me, excuse me, months of food plus free water. That's right. If you buy the three-month emergency food supply kit right now, you'll save over 2,000, actually 2,000 calories per day, 25-year uh, shelf life, 21 varieties of food like you've never seen before. Okay, you read this. Go to preparewithlionel.com and read the information. Then look and you get a water filter system free, an Alexa Pure water filtration system, a $279 value in the deal. Remember, food, water, and energy, 
That's the most important thing in the world. Now, I don't know how to tell you this, and I'm not going to be a doomsayer. I'm never going to be accused, I hope, of being a Cassandra. But if you have any doubts, if you are, we're talking bank, theoretically, they're talking bank collapses. I hope that doesn't happen. We're talking a lot of a lot of uncertainty here. If you can't see the the perilous nature of food, because food has to be produced and distributed, it doesn't just show up. People think there's always going to be a store, the store is always going to be open, and the shelves will always be full. Not even close. Go to preparewithlionel.com, preparewithlionel.com. Do it right now. Do the right thing. Preparewithlionel.com. And while we're at it, I'm telling you right now. Oh, I forgot to show you this right now. This is this is very important. Here is the link. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me for being so uh, so remiss, as it were. Let me give you. There we go. This is this is that. Now, EMP. I was talking to a young man just yesterday, as a matter of fact. The notion of EMP, and he said we we're talking about what what is it that you worry about? I say, well. I saw a lecture one time by James Woolsey. Remember him? He was head of the CIA or whatever. And it was about what? EMP. Electromagnetic pulse. Something that could actually come into play and to destroy the grid as we know it. Just think about this. EMP attacks are real. And the last time we saw them of note, this Carrington class coronal sun-solar blast, which (laughs) is part of the equation too. Look at what I'm saying right now. Look at me. This is not a joke. This is not somebody just exaggerating about something that may or may not occur. It's a matter of when. Check out this link. EMP Shield. This is made in America, Midwest. Look at just go read go to this link. And you've got to make sure if you're listening on on, on um, you know phones to, to read this. But read this. Read the information and get ready to absolutely be gobsmacked, okay? Now, how do I say this again? I can't watch TV, as you know. I try my best to uh, see different compilations of things. And I, I spent a glorious time early this morning just listening to old C-SPAN and um, interviews and and uh, and um, lectures on the NSA and and um, surveillance and listening to old. I, I've been getting, don't ask me why. I've been re uh, just looking into Yates and slouching towards Bethlehem and the Durkheim constants. And there's so much that makes more sense to me now than any of the usual dreck. The breaking news and breaking news. I don't know what happened to news as of late. I don't know what it is. I loved it before. And the thing which is the most important, remember, the three people in my life that mean the most, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, they took the last train for the coast. Barney Fife. Howard Beale, and Ted Baxter. Barney Fife, of course mythical, was the precursor to a future of the 
of the kind of um what's the word kind of a robocop type of the hyper militarized police officer that Andy the gentrified cop never wore a gun during the 60s always had to keep in check very prescient very vatic that's Barney Fine number two Howard Beale Howard Beale was everything that everybody in news wants to be, thinks they are. You know, everybody always says, "We're going to tell you what you need to know." We're, we're, I'm here to, I'm where you, and they don't. They have people whose storylines are written by producers who are always the worst. They're always a week late, and they don't understand. There's no editing. They don't really know what to say. It doesn't really matter. But it replicates, and it looks like a news program. But Howard Beale is what everybody wants to do. And when I did TV, that's what I was. And they didn't even know it. They weren't even, thank God, nobody was paying attention. (laughs) Because it just, it was wonderful. Or maybe they were paying attention, just actually let me do what I want to do. Either way, it was wonderful. But number one, the most important person ever, and people miss it, was Ted Baxter. Remember what was said, that politics is downstream from um, entertainment. This was Ted Baxter came along at a time when uh, Walter Cronkite was, I think he was still had 10 years to go before he retired. He was at the height of his game. Not the height, the height. Okay, and please don't say Tijuana. I don't know why people say Tijuana. It's Tijuana. T-I-J. Not Tijuana. Herb Albert and the Tijuana. Eh, no. Anyway. How did they know? How did the Mary Tyler Moore show know that, and this is before Ron Burgundy, that Ted Baxter was the, was the, Future was the pole star of the rube, the the whatever. How did he know that? And we're seeing it right now. We're seeing it right now. We are seeing it at levels that I it, it and it's worse than you can imagine. And there are a different there are different versions of it. If you walked in to say you are a caricature, some people are a caricature of themselves. Over the weekend, I read this article that said that Rush Limbaugh's uh, widow sold her property in Palm Beach for $150 million. Rush Limbaugh was a a great guy, but Rush Limbaugh is, and and I don't say that, just he's dead, of course, which was a, a tragedy, but his style... It's a different world. It doesn't matter. It's it's not. It doesn't. Howard Stern is. It's not. It's an anachronism. This is a different time. You're not paying attention as to what's happening. You're not paying attention. I remember years ago somebody was saying, "We need delis in New York." And I said, "Are you watching what people are eating?" The idea of some thick slab pastrami. I know it's great. But are you? do you understand how people are not necessarily eating that as much as they used to? Oh, I never thought about that. We'll start thinking about this. Look at what, when you go back and watch the highlights of the Academy Awards, look at what you're being told. What, is this, what does this say about the future of Hollywood? What does this say about the future of anything? 
Look at news. Look at Ted Baxter. He's alive. It's 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 a it's an anachronism. It's a it's a parody with no parity or comity, but comedy. You got what I'm saying? Are you following this? Of course you are. Pay attention. Every single every I I, I swear to you, I see this. I'm thinking to myself, this is. I see things on TV and I see, oh my God, look at this. Look at all these. Look at these stories. Look at these hearings. Look at this. Oh my God. Slashing and burning and look what they're saying. And oh, you know what's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing. It sounds like a broken record. But you're, you're confusing theater with legislation. What's going on here? You know what's going on here. You know what's going on here. Now, by the way, let me ask you a question. Are you getting Z-Stack? Are you doing that? Are you getting your C-Stack? Are you doing this? Are you getting your C-Stack? Are you saving up to 15% over this incredible elixir? Are you? Vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D, D3, and quercetin flavonoids? You know all about this. And there's always flu season. I like when they say, well, it's flu season. It's always flu season. All of a sudden, people are saying, you know what, they're they're, they're very, very flu and very, very virus uh, uh, sentient, which is a wonderful thing, which is great. But what about what you can do to kind of boost, to keep things kind of up? And by the way, you have to start investing. You don't, when you get sick, take vitamin C and, hey, I feel better. It doesn't work like that. You have to build it up. So do it right now. Z-Stack, here's the link, and it makes so much sense. And also sleep. We have the weirdest idea about sleep in this country. Sleep, for some reason, is is viewed as, I don't know, lazy or something, I guess. I don't know what it is, but it's critical. And napping. Napping is even more important. Napping has a bad has a bad sound. It sounds like, you know, the siesta. It's, it's critical. And MyPillow, MyPillow.com, promo code line, with a free gift. With now this temperature-regulating pillows, sleep is the most, you talk about immune system, you talk about restorative, you talk about hepatic turnover, you talk about things that you need to do. Sleep is critical, critical. And quality sleep. It's not just a luxury. doesn't mean you're lazy. Mm-mm. You have to sleep. And what they have done at MyPillow is, it's like a laboratory for slumber. So go right now, MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, and look at this new MyPillow 2.0. This is the greatest one. Temperature adjusting. They have taken a pillow and turned it into supersymmetry, a la Edward Witten. Incredible. MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel. I realize that what I'm saying right now is completely antithetical to everything that you're going to be seeing because people are saying, hey, what, what about this, 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 and this? Okay, that's fine. Let's push this down. Let's look up. What does all this mean? Where are we going next? That's what I want to talk about. That's what I find fascinating. And I recognize the fact that I'm kind of alone in this. And I, rec- and I also understand that there was a time when things were different. I understand that. I understand that. Movies, Academy Awards, times were different. And some of that was good. Some of it wasn't. Not all movies then were great. Not all were terrific. Some are. And I recognize the fact that the fact that we're even making film is terrific. There has always been an element of a political message 
During the 50s, during this, especially during the Cold War, don't forget what Leave it to Beaver was. Leave it to Beaver was an action. If, if ever there was a, a message of propaganda, it was that. Absolutely. From the days of Bernays to Frank Capra to name it. Movies, especially during the Cold War, always impart a message other than just, here's just a story. So don't ever think we're going to get into a period where we are removing from movies and film parts of our current uh, way of thinking. That's why whatever there's a... I think Silverado was one of the best Westerns because nobody really saw a Western. And they're, Westerns are very difficult to make. I think, I think one of the most important and fascinating... Uh, directors is Quentin Tarantino. Just because of the what is this? Completely different with a style. Scorsese, important to an point. Um, I, uh, I, uh, that uh, Irishman, oh God. Here's something, concept editing, which is, uh, oh, here's something. YouTube in particular, a fascinating focus on, and I think it's hit overkill immediately, the mob, uh, ex-members, made members. Uh, it has hit critical mass so fast. What I mean hits critical mass is when something is overdone and there's no room for variation. You know what I mean? There's no room for it. It's hard to think of a time when... All of a sudden, things. Remember when Urban Cowboy came out, speaking of films, and all of a sudden it was Johnny Lee and Mickey Gilly and Looking for Love and all that stuff. Mechanical Bulls and, you know, uh, doing um, that line dancing and all that. that. That was a dark period in country music. Horrible. Because it tended to be. It tended to be kind of a, um, a, a parody of country music. And not good. So every now and then, that sort of happens. There were some... Remember Kentucky Fried Theater? Groove Tube? I remember Groove Tube was great in college. This is great. When Star Wars hit, biggest thing anybody's ever seen. I was very... I would have liked to have seen, even though I did not care for the movie at all, Top Gun, because that's a return to theater. Big theaters, big, big, it's big ticket stuff. Um, I, dad didn't do the, he didn't even show up. Uh, Cruz, I think James Cameron didn't really. And I was glad, glad to see Brendan Fraser uh, win. I, we knew that was coming, which is okay, I guess. There's always that. How about that Angela Bassett? Not exactly too happy with that turn of event. Hugh Grant, you can go through the results. Because today, throw in social media, not only do we have the event, but then we have the reactions to the event and what happens on the event and the people and the parties and it's a different story. So remember today, my friends, never look at just the story. Always look at the top, go to the top of the mountain, look and see what's happening next. Okay? That's all. All right. Like I said, today's big, big, big day. If you have not signed up for my newsletter, I don't even know what to tell you. Coming at three o'clock today. 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Sign up right now. Go do it. Sign up right now to this and you can get it. 
and read it. Spend your time. It's very interesting. It actually is. There's prose in writing. Maybe there's a big word or two. Never use the term a big word. Do you ever use the word small words? No. Sometimes the small words are the big words. Because my favorite words are real tiny words that nobody knows. Think about that one. All right, my friends. Have a great and a glorious day. Don't ever change. I mean that sincerely. Thank you so much for your being here. Thank you for your kindness, your courtesy, your consideration, and the like. See you tomorrow, same bad time, same bad channel, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Until then, remember, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue ya. Ta-ta.